Exactly. So, you know, the one of the biggest things I always try to tell people is that, you know, there's a definite difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. You know, Memorial Day is to to honor and memorialize the fallen. Um, so, you know, for me as a veteran or currently serving military member, like, you know, Memorial Day is not for me. That's that's my time to to remember and honor people that I know that have you know lost their life in battle um, or, or have passed on, you know, but it's not for the currently serving, um, you know, servicemen or, or veterans, so to speak. What's Veterans Day to you? For the small fleet owner and active duty service member whose voice you heard there, Rob Ehlers, it's opportunity to continue to provide gainful employment to a bevy of military vets hauling for his MSR Transportation Services Company. Since it got its start in expediting back in 2014, when I wrote about Ehlers' plan to focus heavily on transitioning fellow veterans into civilian trucking opportunities, the fleet's now managing upward of 30 trucks mostly teams hauling for various expediters, FedEx Custom Critical, Panther, and others. We'll hear much more about Ehlers and company's bedrock business here, but also his reflections on the bedrock importance of Veterans Day, and how it sometimes takes a back seat in terms of public recognition to Memorial Day. I'm Todd Dills, your host for this November 11, 2021 special edition of the Overdrive Radio podcast, and arguably, I'd say it's sure, veteran support mission that today brings with it is fundamental to the nation's cohesiveness in a way Memorial Day perhaps just isn't. Ehlers, to an extent, echoes that thought. And, you know, being uh, being on November 11th and, you know, the, the, the kind of tie back to what November 11th was, you know, Armistice Day um, and, you know, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, you know, um, there's just, just that kind of that history to it. And I really like Veterans Day. There's um, there's a lot of great events. I've been a part of them for quite a while, even, you know, in ROTC at Akron University or the University of Akron growing up. Um, you know, we would put a 24-hour watch out on the on the flag. We'd hold a big breakfast. Um, we'd bring in veterans, you know, the, the American Legion and the VFW types, you know, the, the ones that are just um, passing away at alarming rates right now, the World War II veterans, you know, that greatest generation. <laughs> Um, and, and try to just get knowledge from them and try to just, um, you know, talk with them because when they're gone, they're gone. And if their stories haven't been captured, you're not going to get it. Um, so I always enjoyed sitting around and talking with, you know, I kind of say the, you know, the older veterans on Veterans Day and, you know, here in a few years, I might find myself, you know, being that older veteran on Veterans Day, sitting down talking to a young kid. And I don't think I would mind one bit, honestly. For Ehlers now, it's mission accomplished in terms of working veteran support, as you'll hear on the podcast today. You know, Rob Ehlers, President and CEO of MSR Transport Services. Um, currently, we are in our seventh year of operation. Um, I'm actually a reservist that's on active duty orders right now. So I'm kind of dual, dual-hatted, dual-rolled while um, working at the Pentagon with the uh, Chief of Logistics for the Army. Uh, and then have the business. So my one business partner, Sean Miner, is actually running the business full-time day-to-day as our COO. Okay. Uh, so we do have him brought on full-time as an employee. Uh, currently we have 35 tractor trailers in the fleet. So we actually own, um, we own 25 of those. Or actually we own 20 right now and another 15 are um, trucks that we manage for other individuals. And I've got another four coming in that I'm expecting uh, to be delivered here by the end of the year. Those are owner so, operators? 
I do. I've got uh, I've got some single truck owner operators, and then there are some um, some small fleets. So I've had a couple guys that started out as drivers, then bought their own truck as an owner operator, and then have um, grown up to three, four, and five trucks. Right. Um, kind of started their small fleet with us. So before we dive deeper into the profile of his leased fleet and veterans and others' opportunities therein, so much more. Here's a brief message from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. First Guard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. And here's Rob Ehlers, speaking to the support MSR gives to small fleet owners and owner-operators running under his fleet. We just like to give them back office support. Uh, we, we provide training. Uh, all the material that I produce for our drivers, they have access to. So that includes all of the contracts, all of the, the, uh, the training material as far as where to purchase um, supplies and where to get maintenance performed because those states are tax-free, That you know, no sales tax, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, then they also have access to our recruiting and uh, mentorship of our teams um, to their own teams. So, and I don't, I don't charge them to be a part of our fleet. So really there's, there's no loss for them. They're not losing any money at all by being right. a part of our fleet. So. Right. You guys yeah. are there essentially their, their principal customer is the idea, right? Like, yeah, um, yep. absolutely. And then we turn right around. I mean, so I'm, I'm leased on with five different carriers. We still don't have our own authority. Um, so we just lease our trucks and our teams right to other carriers and um, these owner operators and small fleet owners know they could do that as well, go direct to the carrier. But if I'm, uh, if I'm offering them 100% of the truck's gross revenue, just the same as if they were signed on directly, but they're getting my fleet size discount access to my capital and all the other things, why wouldn't they go ahead and, uh, you know, sign up and lease through us instead of going directly to the carrier? That's some kind of a deal. Um, what what do you guys get out of that relationship in the end? Yeah, so uh, so what we get is uh, in, in the eyes of our carriers, we're essentially larger because they see all those trucks and drivers as MSR, regardless of who's paying the note or who's paying the drivers. So for us, it helps the carrier because um, we have kind of consolidated. So for instance, one of our carriers, um, you know, instead of them dealing with 19 different owner operators with 19 different issues on trailers and whatnot, they have to deal with us. And then we get to promulgate it out. Um, in turn, the carrier pays us based on our fleet size. They give us a, an incentive on the back end every month. Okay. So, you know, a single truck owner operator, um, even a uh, owner with four or five trucks wouldn't get this fleet incentive if they were signed on to the carrier until they get yep. six trucks. So that's why I tell them like, you know, I'm going to make money on the back end because the carrier is going to pay me to have you a part of our fleet. Yep. yep. Um, so that's exactly how we've been doing it and uh, helping these other small fleets grow and kind of learn the business. So um, is it, this is all still, are you still all in kind of that expedited yeah. sort of freight world? Like I know you early on when I talked to you and you were just getting started, I think you had at least you're planning to lease a couple of trucks to Panther and mm -hmm. a couple of custom critical. Correct. Yep. So uh, we're we're with we're with FedEx Custom Critical. That's our largest fleet. I think we've got 19 trucks signed on with them. Okay. Uh, I do have tractors at Panther. I have tractors at um, 
Blue Bolt Logistics, B2A Logistics, and then um, Bagot Transportation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I'm, I'm able to offer a slightly different flavor for each carrier. So at FedEx, we kind of do the temperature controlled in DOD. At Panther, we do more of the dry van in DOD. At Bagot, it's flatbed in DOD. Mm -hmm. And then Blue Bolt and B2A are more of the truckload operation drop and hook. So a team that really wants to do 6,000 miles a week, I'll send them there. The team that's yeah. burned out doing that and they want to run 3,000 miles a week, we'll go to Expedite. So I can kind of offer teams what they would what they would like. The only thing we don't really have in our portfolio right now is overdimensional and um, tanker. Right. But that's not to say it's not going to come down the road. And having that diverse mix too probably uh, shields you from the, the the strange things that happen in the in the uh, <laughs> in the markets in the kind of world we're living in today. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, when um, when everyone started shutting down, some of our dry van freight kind of dried up, but they were able to pivot. Um, our DOD freight has stayed pretty steady. Yeah. Um, the pharmaceutical side obviously had, it took off during the COVID stuff. You know, that very first shipment coming out of Kalamazoo, Michigan was on a custom critical truck. Ailers here is talking about the COVID-19 vaccines beginning rollout late last year, of course. Um, so yeah, it has helped to be in different markets and sectors. DOD slows down around the end of September, beginning of October, when the fiscal year for the government changes over. But that's usually when the holiday shipping and everything else starts to pick up. So the dry van freight picks up. So the ebb and flow is really nice because it kind of flatlines you know, our revenue yeah, for the year. Yeah. So. Yeah, you guys have come a long way from uh, from that uh, last time we talked back in... Sure. Uh, 2014 or 15 somewhere in there yes, sir. um give me the story of this uh one of the reasons you reached out was uh this special western star that you guys uh, were the recipient of how how did you come to uh, be the recipient of that truck and uh, is this just one that you uh ordered and had designed that way or was it done that way for you how, how, what uh, what's the story yeah. there yeah, sure. So, um, so some years ago, the Cleveland uh, truck plant for Daimler started producing a ride of pride truck every year around Memorial Day. And, um, you know, Schneider, Cargo Transporters, um, Gully, they've all been recipients of the truck. And it's, it's a truck that the company pays for, and then Daimler wraps and adds extra stuff to the truck. And um, they've got a Facebook page and a website and you can go back and see all the trucks from when they first started to where they've come now. And I mean, just the, the graphics and everything have just come, you know, so far. And, um, I, I'd always kind of envied all those companies, you know, Schneider's <laughs> got like seven of them, you know, and right, right. They, look, they look great. There's a lot of publicity around them. And I'm like, oh, I'm a little guy. And then, um, this year they were looking for, uh, I, I guess how the process works is that they actually go out to dealerships and kind of ask dealerships for recommendations on businesses that are veteran owned or veteran focused. And um, one of the dealerships that I had dealt with in the past um, put us forward and then, you know, we ended up being selected and I did not have any trucks on order. So they asked, they're like, you know, Hey, you've been selected. Would you like to, to be the recipient? I was like, well, well, sure. I don't know. They're like, all right, well, here's a VIN that we've got coming down the line that we can turn into this ride of honor truck, you know, do you like it? I was like, yeah, you know, it's great. We'll take it. Um, and we, we put it right into use with um, Bagot Transportation, who, um, you know, is, is nothing but DOD work. Yep. Um, so this is really the first ride of honor truck that the plant has produced that every day it is going on and off military bases. So it's, uh, it's getting a lot of publicity around the military community. And uh, my team driving it is Doug and Robin Hyde. And um, 
Doug's a retired E8 from active duty and Robin is uh, an E7 in the reserve still. So um, they're still very much you know, involved in the military and they've done reads across America for me for the last three years. So this will be the first year doing it in that truck. Right. Um, How long have they been with you? So they have been with us for about four years now. And uh, I, I started talking with them back before they'd even had their CDL. They were, they went and got through, uh, they got their CDL through Roadmaster and then they went to Covenant and drove as a team for a year. I kept in touch with them for that whole year. And then um, they came on with us. They already had security clearances being in the military. So they were able to go straight into DOD work. And um, they've, they've been kind of our, our flagship uh, team and unit out there with Bagot. They've been with Bagot for over three years now. And um, just cool. recently, we've grown our fleet at Bagot uh, quite a bit. So they're our senior team there now. Yeah, they're, Bagot's based in, uh, in Alabama, right? They are Birmingham, yep, Birmingham, Alabama. I think they're ninety or ninety-five years old. They've been around for quite a while. So, yeah. Last time we talked, we talked. We were talking about that uh, the skills test waiver for um, for uh, veterans who have um, have driving experience in the military. Mm -hmm. And um, I know you when you started out, you were putting that to to good effect in terms of just being able to bring in uh, and you know give work to uh, folks coming back from, from military service. Is that still the case? Um, are you, are you still um, t being able to take advantage of that to effect? Yeah, no, absolutely. We are. And um, we've used quite, we've used that waiver quite a few times to get drivers in. So um, almost all of our carriers are able to work with their insurance company to accept that as drive time. And, and really that's the biggest hangup um, is yeah. getting the insurance company to see that and, be like, all right, you know, this this does equate to commercial drive time and the fact that there's an articulated tractor trailer, same type of setup. Um, so once the insurance company buys off on that, um, we're able to get the, the drivers qualified that way. I've actually got two drivers right now that are getting ready to uh, get out of the military altogether. They're in Germany. And uh, when they get sent back to the States and final out process, um, they'll be joining us because they've already got clearances. So they'll be using that waiver program um, right. here within the next month. So. About the Ride of Pride Western Star, Ehlers confirmed it is a 2022 model year 5700XE, perhaps one of the final such models Daimler will build, given news just yesterday that emerged. Western Star is discontinuing the 5700XE amid reorganization at Daimler that will make Western Star the truckmaker's flagship vocational truck brand going forward. That is a 2022 model year 5700XE. Yep, it's got the 82 inch on it. Um, and it's a uh, one of many Western stars. So we're an all Daimler fleet as far as the trucks that MSR owns themselves right. for ourselves. So we're an all Daimler fleet between Cascadia's and Western stars. Um, most of my Western stars have a custom bunk um, to where we still stick with the 82 inch factory sleeper, but I order it from Western star with nothing in it. Okay. And um, we send it to a custom bunk manufacturer. Uh, we use three different ones depending on their availability and they outfit the truck inside with, a large 7.3 cubic foot fridge freezer, cabinets all around in a U shape, a dinette, a convection oven, a sink with hot water. So, you know, from the outside, it looks just like a standard factory sleeper. Um, but inside, we've spent the time and money to upgrade it for our teams, um, especially That's those cool. that are out there doing DOD because they get some places and they have to babysit some freight in some austere environments. Indeed. So, <laughs> yeah. Indeed. That's, that's great, man. Yeah. Who do you use for the uh, for the the bunks? 
So we use a Premier Custom Sleeper in Texas, um, AA Sleeper down in Texas, which is part of Bolt. And then uh, we've done one, we've done a conversion with uh, ARI as well in Indiana. So, you know, in terms of um, Veterans Day itself, you know, I, I often feel like, um, like of the sort of military uh, related holidays, it kind of gets the sort of gets the short end of the stick uh, from the American public, right? Yep. Uh, I think people, people really just sort of like, you know, everybody knows what Memorial Day is and everybody takes the week, the day off and uh, they have their parties and they, uh, they do, they do whatever they do. And they know what it's for, that it's to the sort of in sort of recognition of the, of, of those who have, you know, paid the ultimate price. Right. Uh, but I think better, I think the purpose of veterans day gets sort of lost, you know, in the, in the, in everything. And it's sort of confused as just another, uh, uh, you know, Memorial day type event. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that's what it's, what's for. And I, I wondered if you might uh, tell me, you know, kind of what you think you know, veterans day means and, you know, what it means to you and, yeah. um, and its importance. Yeah, no, absolutely. Importance. absolutely. Right. So, you know, the, one of the biggest things I always try to tell people is that, you know, there's a definite difference between Memorial day and veterans day, you know, Memorial day is to, to honor and memorialize the fallen, um, so, you know, for me as a veteran or currently serving military member, like, you know, Memorial Day is not for me. That's, that's my time to, to remember and honor people that I know that have, you know, lost their life in battle, um, or, or have passed on, you know, but it's not for the currently serving, um, you know, servicemen or, or veterans, so to speak. Yeah. Um, that is really what Veterans Day is for. And, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head with Memorial Day being different. You know, Memorial Day is always, you know, it's a Monday. It's a Monday holiday. It extends the weekend. Yeah. Whereas Veterans Day doesn't. You know, Veterans Day is always November 11th, whether November 11th is a Saturday or a Sunday or a Wednesday or this year it's a Thursday. Yep. Um, you know, so so even, uh, you know, even for us in the military this year, we have the 11th off, but, you know, we're back to work on the 12th. So it's not it's not an extended weekend for us, you know, and, yep. uh, and we don't treat it that way. So, um, you know, so for Veterans Day and, you know, being uh, being on November 11th and, you know, the, the, the kind of tie back to what November 11th was, you know, Armistice Day um, and, you know, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, you know, um, there's just, just that kind of that history to it. And I really like Veterans Day. There's um there's a lot of great events. I've been a part of them for quite a while, even, you know, in ROTC at Akron University or the University of Akron growing up. Um, you know, we would put a 24 hour watch out on the, on the flag. We'd hold a big breakfast. Um, we'd bring in veterans, you know, the, the, the American Legion and the VFW types, you know, the, the ones that are just um, passing away at alarming rates right now, the World War II veterans, you know, that greatest generation um, and, and try to just get knowledge from them and try to just, um, you know, talk with them because when they're gone, they're gone. And if their stories haven't been captured, like you're not going to get it. Um, so I always enjoyed sitting around and talking with, you know, I kind of say the, you know, the older veterans on veterans day and, you know, here in a few years, I might find myself, you know, being that older veteran on veterans day, sitting down talking to a young kid. And I don't think I would mind one bit, honestly. Um, I have been overseas for veterans day. Um, I've, I've been, you know, for, I've been over in, um, 
in the Netherlands and um, in France for, you know, Armistice Day over there. And um, just uh, totally different. You know, I mean, the Canadians, they, they take plane loads of kids pre-COVID, you know, over to Vimy, France and, you know, to the to the beaches over there. And, you know, that's part of their school trips. And, you know, here we struggle right. to get schools to send kids to washington dc let alone you know right. over to uh that's know, what i was also thinking about is like veterans day is almost always a you know it's a work day for you know uh five times out of seven right yep. <laughs> it's it's a work day for for all of us and very few people get it off i, I think yeah. um, um but at the same time like like i, I kind of feel like that's that's appropriate given that it uh, is in, intended to recognize uh, people that are still with us, and so much of what uh, that the, the what we owe to folks who have served is, um, is is support and the kinds of things that you're doing, hiring people, uh, providing you know uh, work uh, meaningful work uh, for for returning vets to do. Uh, to be able to take advantage of the opportunities to do. Yeah, and, uh, I would agree. I mean, you know, you don't hear, you know, and nothing against the, you know, the businesses that do it, but, you know, you don't hear a bunch of, you know, huge liquidation sales and Veterans Day furniture sales and everything, no, like Memorial right. Day, everything, you know, so you're right. It does sort of have like a little bit of, you know, reverence to it because it is kind of a, 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 a holiday that's just in the background and doesn't affect everyone. So. Yeah. Given the veteran support aspects of it too, I wonder, maybe the life and work goes on aspects of the day for many Americans is appropriate of a fashion. The kind of recognition of the need to keep meaningful opportunities for returning service members open for business, as it were. The nation sort of keeping it all humming to continue to provide something cohesive for military members to return to when the duty is done. In any case, take out time today to hear a veteran's story if an opportunity presents itself. For you business owners in need of good people to join the team, furthermore, read former owner op and Overdrive contributor W. Joel Baker's recollection published today via the Overdrive Extra blog. Military service, Baker believes, is a fine prerequisite for trucking work of various kinds, as Ayler's experience with MSR transport also shows pretty clearly, I'd wager. Find Baker's piece at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen extra. So the uh, the three of us that started the business, we're all still together. Um, you know, we all served together, Mike, Sean, and myself. Um, Sean is uh, still in the military. He's in the National Guard, and he has done two deployments since we started. Okay. So his absence, you know, Mike and I had to kind of pick up and uh, fill in for him. Um, and then, you know, he's obviously filling in pretty big right now. I've been on active duty for a little over two years and have about a year left uh, before I get to revert back to uh, just being a, a reservist, a traditional reservist again, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, huge kudos and props to Sean for running, you know, a, a business with 35, you know, we'll end the year with 40 tractor trailers. Um, it's pretty much a one man show. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, exactly right. Most fleet managers operate within a 10 to 12 trucks per person ratio. And, you know, yep. we're running 40 to one and I fill in nights and weekends when I can, or, you know, if it's a weekend that he has guard duty, um, you know, I'm, I'm juggling that with, you know, I've got four kids at home. My oldest just turned five. So, I mean, you know, talk about yeah. competing priorities and everything. Um, yeah. Big time. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. yeah urgent yeah. care visits and everything else and <laughs> so 
you do have i mean you do have the uh obviously the 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 resources of the carriers are at uh, least to helping you out too so that's that makes probably makes things a little more manageable you know it does it does yeah because you know the carriers are responsible for um you know the, the ifta and some of the safety compliance and stuff like that so that does take a lot off of our plate compared to being you know um, somebody out there with our own dot authority um in in a lot of our teams i mean they're very very um self-motivated self-starting type teams you know that we're hands-off yep. and that's what we tell people when we recruit for you know is that we can be as hands-on or off as you want to be I, I have no issue giving the keys to a team and maybe not hearing from them for two or three months right because they're good and they're running the truck and we don't have any issues and they don't need us and they know what parameters we allow them to operate in and they know where we want them to go for service and we've got a great maintenance schedule we're very proactive on our maintenance you know again another you know, thing coming from the military. So, you know, maintenance and schedules and services, you know, okay, here's, here's our maintenance schedule for this VIN that you're driving. And it's different than all the other VINs because this one's, you know, got its own characteristics to it and follow this maintenance schedule and, you know, we're good. So it's, it's really a combination of um, Sean's ability plus, you know, our teams. And, you know, I think right now 32% of our drivers are veterans. So it's not like we're a veteran only company, um, but there's a, there's a definite difference in the, the caliber of team we hire. We've only got uh, three solo drivers right now, and two of the three are veterans as well. Most mm -hmm. of my teams are actually husband-wife teams, so yep. um, usually the, the husband's the veteran. There's a couple teams where the wife's a veteran. Um, you know, with Doug and Robin, both are veterans. So, Because, yep. um, yeah, so 32% uh, veterans and 35% of our drivers are female. And, um, you know, I was just reading a statistic this morning. I think it's like 10.62% of the trucking industry is veterans right now. Yep. So we're, we're well above that, that average industry average on both the, the veteran and the female numbers. Yeah, definitely. Um, anywhere, um, you know, in terms of that, that Western star, are you taking it to any public events where people might actually have an opportunity to see it, that kind of thing? So I'm hoping to, uh, to get it out to more public events once they start happening, either truck shows or even some car shows. Um, this year it will be doing reads across America. Um, I'm not exactly certain which cemetery this particular truck will be going to. I'm guessing it's probably going to be back down to Florida because I think the team was requested by name to go there again, the hides. Okay. Um, but we will be chronicling the, uh, the truck on our Facebook page. Um, so people can see that truck's journeys as it goes across and does reads across America this year. I think we've got seven trucks participating hauling wreaths right. um, out of Maine. Um, and then what we were hoping to do is get our website. Um, we just built a new website and um, I'm hoping to add a page here soon, right? When I have time <laughs> um, that's dedicated to this truck and kind of gives the backstory of the truck of the driver team. And then if there are any public events, be able to put them out there. Um, you do have to be a little cognizant of the truck due to what it hauls. Can't quite uh, broadcast stuff real time. And, you know, sometimes uh, we just don't know where the truck's going to end up due to the, the military freight, but sure. Sure. But yeah. So it's definitely visible out on the roads and the driver team, uh, they, they love talking with people about it. They've said every fuel stop now takes about a half hour to an hour longer um, just because of all the people coming up and talking to them. But um, they so they're, they're great ambassadors for for veterans, uh, for MSR and, and, you know, for Daimler and Western Star Trucks. So that's Doug and Robin Hyde out of the great state of Oklahoma. If you see them out on the road today in that Western Star, tip your hat to them. You can find MSR Transport Services at msrtransport.com and drivemsr.com. Here's a big thanks to Rob Ehlers for his time. 
Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with additional support from Overdrive Extra contributing writer Paul Marhofer, Overdrive News Editor Matt Cole, Social Media Coordinator Holly Young, and Executive Editor Alex Lockie. Till next time, keep it pro out there.